Well, what is up, Notre Dame fans? It's been a while. Have not talked to you guys in, I don't know, a little over 12 hours or so when we were last live right here on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel. But today I am joined by my sidekick, Kyle Kelly uh, from Blue and Gold. We both are the recruiting guys covering the your Fighting Irish um, for Blue and Gold and the On3 Network. So uh, obviously... Uh, we are just a day after National Signing Day, so good bit to discuss as uh, Kyle and I recap that day and uh, talk about some other Notre Dame news. So folks, please, 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 please hit the thumbs up on this video. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content and head over to blueandgold.com for much more. Lotus says, throwing off my fake work schedule, Mike, this should be Friday. Not going to lie, um, this threw off my schedule as well, but I'm traveling tomorrow, um, headed down to Florida um, for Christmas. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, it was either like today at one or tomorrow at like three or four. And no one, I don't think anyone would want to watch a live show at three o'clock Eastern on a Friday. So a uh, Lotus appreciate you being here. Now Tom Kohler is here. Says go Irish. Matthew says go Irish. Carl says what's going on. Y'all having a good day. Kyle, are you my friend? Yes, sir. Signing day is wrapped up. Notre Dame's got a great class and, uh, there's a 2025 target with a commitment date today. So, Hoping to uh, keep the good vibes flowing over at Blue and Gold. Yeah, so let's talk about a couple of the quick news items. Um, I mean, we're recording this. It's 1.03 p.m. Eastern time right now. Um, Will Black is um, a 6'7", 285-pound, four-star offensive tackle in the 2025 class, considered a Notre Dame lean according to the on-three recruiting prediction machine. Um, uh, really could be, um, you know, announcing any time today. Um, from what he put out on Twitter earlier this week, that is his commitment date. So we will keep an eye on that um, at Blue and Gold. Um, so, yeah, if you're watching this show back, you know, maybe on, on Friday or Saturday or something, uh, head to blueandgold.com or um, it, or Black's on three profile to kind of see what ended up happening with him. And then the other bit of news, um, not really related to recruiting, um, is that Mike Denbrock is a. Um, real candidate for the offense coordinator job. We talked about that a good bit on this show last night um, with Tim Hyde and Mike Goolsby. Um, but he is a quote unquote strong candidate to return to Notre Dame per um, Pete Sampson and Bruce Feldman of the athletic um, and uh, Den Ruckus belief to have legitimate interest in the report um, according to the athletics. So I think that would be a pretty nice pickup for, um, the Irish, if that happens, someone who's worked with Brian Kelly for a long time, um, has had multiple stints already at Notre Dame and currently works as LSU's offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. And obviously Notre Dame has a opening for both uh, offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. But Denbrock has experience as a receivers coach, I believe quarterbacks coach. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be a, a pretty tremendous pickup for the Irish. And before getting to LSU in 2022, um, he was on you know, Cincinnati staff uh, from 17 to 21. It seems like every coach in America was on that staff um, from those years or every staffer there at least has ended up at Notre Dame, it feels like. So that is kind of the rundown there. So um, Mike Denbrock, the one to keep an eye on, 59 years old. Um, so we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on him. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about Notre Dame's 2024 recruiting class. Um, but Kyle, I don't know if you noticed my friend, my, uh, my beautiful sweater here. It's my, uh, my Notre Dame tennis 
sweatshirt that I uh, demanded that I get from Home Field. Um, uh, and uh, I did get that from them. It took some work, uh, but we got that done because I love this home field sweatshirt and all of my home field apparel. Um, and that's where we're going to discuss, uh, our home field, um, advertisement read here because, uh, really is, uh, an outstanding, uh, collegiate clothing line. Um, they're from Indianapolis, um, and committed to creating officially licensed, comfortable clothing, fantastic Notre Dame designs as folks watching on YouTube can see, they went back into the archives for those old school Notre Dame designs. Uh, but it's, these shirts weren't made in the 1980s, so they don't smell like, so they look retro, but they don't smell retro. If you know what I'm saying, uh, created some really unique and thoughtful stuff, authentic designs. show the nostalgia of that university of Notre Dame that you love. Um, so they also have licenses to over 150 colleges. So you can find that college gear for anyone um, uh, of your friends and family. So check it out, homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code bluegold23 uh, to receive 15% off your first order with Homefield. Bluegold23 um, to receive 15% off your first purchase. Homefieldapparel.com. Check it out. All right, Kyle, let's uh, go to this uh, 2024 recruiting class. Um, I will just give you the floor, my friend. Thoughts on this uh, current number nine class in the country for Flooding Irish? Uh, I'm thankful that uh, there were no surprises yesterday. I, I'm sure some Notre Dame fans were a little bit disappointed to not receive any uh, interesting or exciting news. I know there were a few subscribers on the uh, Blue and Gold uh, message board, the loose emoji board, our premium one. And I know, Mike, we have that uh, great special running here for our YouTube and podcast folks at uh, $1 for two months. And um, I know you can put that graphic up on the screen there. So, yeah, just in time for the holidays. Uh, great great offer. For, yeah, just exclusively for our YouTube and podcast folks. Use the code UND1, and uh, that'll get you hooked up with that deal. You can check out what one of our uh, users was talking about yesterday. I think they put the over and over under at the uh, class signees at like 24 and a half. Like I think there was some excitement ar around like maybe two other additions, but that just hasn't been the case. Like yeah. I know they, they had a uh, Nadomni um, Okobo and Carter Nelson, both on campus, the Georgia defensive tackle signee and Nebraska tight end assignee respectively but both those guys you know kind of off notre dame's you know weren't going to to notre dame for a while yeah yeah 24 and a half was uh yeah just uh someone who probably is not oh, following recruiting but uh anyways uh, irish fan 10 uh very generous 20 dollars super chat thank you very much he says gentlemen appreciate all your hard work this year bringing us quality content on the recruiting trail hope you and your families have a merry uh, a merry christmas irish fan 10 um i uh i hope the same for you and i really appreciate the uh the 20 donation here howard also says thanks for the amazing job uh, blue and gold stuff is done during this recruitment thank you very much thank you for um everyone tuning in to um, you know, not only this show, but uh, just bloomgold.com throughout the 2024 recruiting cycle. Irish fans tend to really appreciate the super chat. So, yeah, it was a quiet signing day. Um, but uh, as I wrote in my uh, 10 thoughts to reflect on National Signing Day article that ran this morning, think back to last year. What was the discussion on signing day? Kyle, this is your first signing day covering the Irish. It was all about Peyton Bowen. And we knew going into the day Jaden Lamar was going to flip, but still that was a part of the discussion. 
Um, you had Dylan Edwards flip to, you know, the newly hired Deion Sanders at Colorado about a week or two before signing day. I I remember hearing about and Missouri pushing for Aeneas Williams, and I was just like, this felt didn't have any sources on it. It just felt like Jaden Lamar, you know, committed to Notre Dame for a while, just like Jaden Lamar was committed to Notre Dame for a while. And then that local school pushes. Um, like Washington did for for Jaden Lamar. Uh, well, excuse me, Oregon. I think Washington did as well, but um, fairly local um, is Eugene for for where Lamar is at in Lake Stevens. And it just felt like that might happen with Aeneas, and it didn't. It didn't even get close. And Missouri is coming off a really strong season. We all know that Missouri is doing really well um, in the NIL space. In Missouri, didn't get close to flipping Aeneas Williams. And then uh, Kingston Viliamuasa commits to Notre Dame over Ohio State and USC. Um, and you oh, and both programs really wanted him down the stretch, and neither got close um, to, to what I understand. Um, and uh, Notre Dame was able to hold on to Kingston. And I know some programs were in contact with other Notre Dame commits up until signing day. Those are just the two that I feel comfortable at least talking about. It's not really my place to put anything else out there that I, um, at least I don't feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, I think that the the whole all twenty three guys signed is a, a huge part of this, Kyle. Um, yeah, I mean it. And, and Freeman talked about in his signing day press conference that there uh, there were three D commits for the Irish this cycle but none past the senior year part. When the guys enter their senior year, everyone's stuck with the Irish, and that's that's definitely good to hear. Yeah, and two of those decommitments were guys that Notre Dame just deemed not to be fits, and Owen Wafel and Brandon Davis Swain, two early defensive line commits from the spring of 2022 um, that were initially pledged to the Irish in 24. But I just wanted to say with your Jay and Lamar point that the reason I wasn't as worried about Aeneas Williams was – Jaden Lamar unofficially visited Oregon during the season, and then he went back for an official visit the the weekend right before signing day. So that's why there was a, a lot more concern with Jaden Lamar. I Obviously, Oregon was much more advanced uh, in the NIL space than maybe what Missouri is now. I know Missouri is coming along, especially for the in-state guys. Uh, but I, at least to our knowledge, at least to my knowledge, I wasn't aware of Aeneas Williams ever. Right, getting- I think he could have. You know, is, is they were trying to. If yeah, if Aeneas would have visited Missouri late, we would have been sweating. Uh, but didn't just didn't happen. So yeah, I know. I I, I can see what you're saying with the shades of that recruitment, um, especially because Notre Dame kind of running back that they um, still recruited after Aeneas Williams and Kedron Young, who's a top 110 guy, top 100 guy, per on threes rankings and. Uh, that was a guy that I'm sure all the Texas schools uh, continue to push for. A uh, guy from Lufkin, uh, Texas there. And I know Marcus Freeman kind of alluded to it yesterday that a lot of local programs in that area that could easily use a, a Kedron Young. But Notre Dame held on to him. He comes from a really special family. Uh, and that's going to be a guy that Notre Dame fans are going to really learn to love over the next few seasons, much like they did Aldrich Estime. Both those guys are uh, pretty similar in stature, and they both run the ball incredibly hard. I know you uh, gave me some slack over my uh, tweets or X posts, whatever you want to uh, tweet. Consider uh, it, yeah, this morning. Where yeah, I, let me pull it up. It was bold. Yeah, yeah. man, I'm telling you, those are my two player comps. If we want to, no, I like it. I like it. Said uh, former Notre Dame players that 
are going to be signing with Notre Dame. And I compared Kedron Young to uh, Audrey Kesame, pretty much the same body type, 5'11", well over, to, not well over, but around that 225-pound range. And then Aeneas Williams, man, I'm telling you, you, pop on that guy's film. He looks a lot like uh, the great Kyron Williams. From no, Notre they Dame. do, that bowling ball kind of, where's your tweet, Kyle? Did you delete it? Where is it? I absolutely did not delete it. I was tweeting a lot this morning. Game yeah, I could, okay, there it is. Jeez, you were. Okay, so there it is. Um, and we'll get this uh, this Kedron Young film going. Um, yeah, and then let me let me show you something cool here. And I'm sorry if I interrupted you. Um, but I said bold, but I like it. Two people liked it. Who do you think? One of them was dealing. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. So yeah, you can you can continue here. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if Dylan liked my tweet. Maybe he didn't. Uh, sorry, Dylan, if I, I went a little bold there. But I know that uh, Notre Dame's got a pretty good running back coach there who has uh, proved his worth. And uh, credit to our guy, uh, John Bryce, um, from Football Scoop. He brought up this statistic, which I wasn't aware of. But I, I think uh, Dylan has basically developed a 1,000-yard rusher in like 13 of 15 of his seasons as a running backs coach or something like that. I wish I had the – right statistic off the top of my head. I was, you know, bringing that kind of out of thin air, but just really proves that the type of development that Dylan McCullough has uh, continued to prove uh, as a running back coach over, over his years. And that's why I'm so confident in my comparisons of both those guys. Cause I think both those guys, once they get to South Bend will make similar impacts, maybe not as uh, strong as, uh, Kyron Williams and Audrey Kesme in terms of like the record books and, and those sorts of things because they're coming in the same class. So those uh, those touches got to be split up somewhere. But I think both those guys have those similar play styles, and I'm really excited to see what what they do once they they see the field. Yeah. Um. So kind of wanted to move in to talking about um the class rankings. This is something that I. First, I want to apologize to anyone who like reads my reports regularly and and uh, watches all of my shows because I talk about this so damn much. So I do apologize. How about Notre Dame starting the day at eleven and moved up two spots on National Sign Day without landing a new commitment? That is unheard of, right? And I want to talk about like the the ranking here um in a second right but this really does go to show how important it was for Notre Dame and it can't be understated that they signed all 23 guys because Florida had decommits and dropped from 8 to 16 Florida State I think was 4 to 11 Four to 11. And here's Notre Dame at number nine. They moved up. And so for Notre, like, I just feel like so much for Notre Dame fans in my years covering the Irish. Um, and we do this show for you guys. So I'm talking to you guys when we do these shows is, you know, it can, it can be boring. Oh, Notre Dame didn't close strong down the stretch is what I hear all the time because they didn't sign new players. And it's just like, you don't have to sign new players. It's about like it, it's about keeping the one like or when I say sign new players, like add new commitments, right? Because obviously all of these guys are new signings. 
Um, but you don't need to, it's not about adding new players. It's about keeping what you have. It's, let me rephrase that. It's not, it's just about signing the best damn class. It doesn't matter if these guys all committed two days ago or they committed two years ago, just sign the best damn class. Um, and uh, I, I think getting that number nine spot it is kind of a testament to that moving up by not having decommits like you saw elsewhere in the country. And then how about this stat? Kyle, you're more of the data lookup things guy than I am. And you can confirm that according to these on three industry team football recruiting rankings, this is three straight top 10 classes. The, the number nine spot could change. There's still all-star games. I mean, February movements held movements in the next two days. But if that number nine spot, or even if they drop the spot to 10, that would be back to back to back. Notre Dame has not done that since 06 to 08. You can confirm that. That sounds about right. Don't have the uh, statistics right in front of me, but I know that those recruiting classes were especially successful for name with the uh, five-star quarterback additions of Dane Chris and Jimmy Clausen. So yeah, no yeah. surprise. I hope it's, true because that's what we've been saying for a while at least i have so um yeah that would be the first time that notre dame has signed back to back to back top 10 classes since 06 to 08 and you got to remember that, like how brian kelly took notre dame to some consistent heights that it did not have in a more of a down period in notre dame football um you know in the mid 2000s and in, in, in late 2000s um, just some consistency at Notre Dame and not having any three straight top 10 classes. I get it, folks. Recruiting rankings are just a data point. I'm the one who harps that more than anyone. Um, but it is a pretty cool data point to show that Marcus Freeman is elevating Notre Dame recruiting. And he did so. And it's it's not like, oh, this he's been on the job for five years or six years. And he's just down doing this first three classes at Notre Dame. Number six class in 2022, number 10 class in 2023, and then as of right now, the number nine class in 2024. That's damn impressive. And I'll also throw out one other thing. Um, this is the on three industry ranking. So you could be looking at rivals or 24-7 or ESPN or you know Tom Lemming or what your neighbor said down the street. Anyone can rank the classes. But we're just using the on three industry ranking here for this. Just like when Kyle puts out Cam Williams as Notre Dame's first five-star receiver since Michael Floyd, and everyone says, well, what about Jordan Johnson? What you got to understand is that we are just talking about the on three rankings um, for the on three industry ranking because we – we work for on three industry, like, you know, like on three is our parent company. Like, yes, we're going to use their ranking. Obviously it would be incredibly lame if all of us just said, um, and I know I'm going on a tangent. I'll let you go in a second, Kyle, just like, Oh, uh, let's just go with whoever. Let's just call a kid his highest ranking. And that's just it. Like, no, you got to have some consistency, some balance to it. Uh, I saw it. I, I came across a tweet yesterday and it was like, Actually, Notre Dame has four five stars. They have um, Kingston's a five star, Kane Williams is a five star, and CJ Carr was once a five star. So I'm going to give him five star. I'm like, bro, that's not how it works, man. You have a rivals five star on three inch ranking five star, and then a former five star. Like, come on, we got to we got to have a little bit of sense here. But uh, anyways, I think I gave you a lot to 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 discuss here, Kyle. What what are your thoughts on all this? 
Yeah, I love the on three industry ranking because it uh, combines ESPN rivals twenty four seven, and of course our own rankings at on three. So, do you mind if I interrupt you really quick? I'm sorry, and then I'm going to let you go because I'm glad you brought that up. If you just do on three's own rankings, right? You remove the industry, which Kyle just said is twenty four seven rivals ESPN. If you remove that, here's what it is. So it says industry up here. Now it just says football team ranking for folks watching on YouTube. So this is just the on three ranking, right? How about Notre Dame's seven? So that on three hates Notre Dame crowd, you know, it's quiet right now. It's very quiet right now, but I'm sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Yeah. How about LSU there at number five? They were, uh, I think number 10. Yeah. Industry. Yeah. So a lot of variance there, but yeah, I, I love the on three industry ranking just because they really factor in all those for websites, and I love that we have a team ranking um, algorithm that will also take into account how the uh, other uh, websites and primary recruiting services evaluate prospects as well. And for those that don't think that college football coaches across America don't care about the recruiting rankings, you are incorrect because... Marcus Freeman said yesterday that they are keeping track of the points. So those those guys uh, they keep an eye on those sorts of things. They you know they're all they're obviously very comfortable in their evaluations. Uh, there's a lot of guys in this class they love. A lot of guys that they probably believe that are much better than a three star guy. But one of the first things that Marcus Freeman said right off the bat is the number of four star and five star recruits in this class. Um, by at least one one of the primary recruiting media services. So those guys in the Goog, they're keeping track of where Notre Dame stacks up against the other classes. And by all accounts, it looks like it's stacked up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course they're gonna care. I mean, everyone cares about like if you if you're working hard at something and you have people commentating about it and and grading you and all things, you know, you're you're gonna care. I don't it doesn't matter who you are. Like we're, we're all people at the same, at the end of the day, we have the, you know, we all bleed red, right? I mean, we're all, we all have feelings. We all care. Um, so uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be interested in this and um, yeah, we hear stuff all the time about how, you know, so-and-so is unhappy about so-and-so ranking and they definitely feel like some guys should be ranked higher than they are. Um, you usually don't hear about the, the opposite end of that it's usually just the ranked higher naturally but yeah this is a really good class for notre dame and yeah good vibes right now uh i i feel really good about this class especially at the top with with cj carr uh Kedron young cam williams gerby lambert kingston Villiamu, asa bryce young mike gilbert i mean the elite kind of talent at the top of the board it's impressive um, I, since my first class cover Notre Dame, which was 2020, that year with uh, Jordan Johnson and Michael Mayer and Drew Pine and Chris Tyree and Tosh Baker, on paper that was a tremendous offensive class. I'll, I, this one I'll, I'll take uh, over that. You know, just uh, just talking on paper. I mean, this 2024 class I think is the best one Notre Dame signed in my five classes covering the Irish now. So. Yeah, very, uh, very exciting time uh, covering the Fighting Irish. How about the one they're going to follow it up with in 2025? They already got 10 commits, got a five-star quarterback. <laughs> Not yet a five-star quarterback. Right. 
in my mind, is a five-star quarterback leading the charge with Deuce Knight, who's got a lot of those similarities to CJ Carr from a character aspect where he's really taken upon himself to be a leader of that class. I know Marcus Freeman really raved about CJ Carr's leadership um, and just his personality as a quarterback and how important that was into building the class and keeping the class together. And I think Notre Dame has a guy that's at the forefront of their 25 class as well with Deuce Knight and some really exciting pieces in that class. When you think about Ivan Taylor and James Flanagan, you know, guys are really highly rated and a guy like Ivan Taylor that I think when Notre Dame first offered, who just like, all right, you know, take your shot. Let's hope it works out. And they just said, fantastic in that recruitment and there's so many other guys that behind the scenes that Notre Dame is really working hard at I know last night I I tweeted out that Jadon Blair's father uh, Jay Blair you know he he put it out there right on social media that Notre Dame's making a run at his son and Jadon Blair is a top 25 overall player according to the on threes rankings in the 25 class as a safety lots of uh, comparisons of Kyle Hamilton at the safety position, Jadon Blair's more of like a, a top 150 prospect in the industry ranking, but that's on three, a guy that on three sees as a five-star guy. And I know they're hoping to add Will, Will Black to the full today. I was watching his film earlier this week. I love what I see there. Uh, there's some other guys. I know Chris Burgess is going to be announcing a commitment uh, early next month. I think Notre Dame's a team to beat right there. They just hosted Damian Shanklin. Uh, another in-state edge that's been climbing up the rankings. Uh, high four-star guy now. He's trending toward Notre Dame. So there's a lot to be excited about, about the guys that Notre Dame is going to pair up with the 24 class. And then when you have the quarterbacks like C.J. Carr and Deuce Knight, let's be honest, it, it's probably going to be one or the other with those guys. Like I don't know if you know, one of those guys are going to end up being a longtime starter at Notre Dame just with the way the, the nature of – the quarterback position is nowadays, but maybe it is both of them that end up being to play, you know, significant snaps at Notre Dame and write their legacy there. But I think you're really confident and excited about both of those guys, the potential they have to, to lead a, a future Notre Dame team with the 24 and 25 classes to college football playoff team that could be in national championship contention. You know, Notre Dame has some, some real strides to make there. And I think that this year we're probably talking about Notre Dame after now that 12 teams are going to be getting an offensive coordinator that they like, hopefully. Al Golden, they're hoping to retain. You know, there's a lot of excellent assistant coaches on the staff that I know Marcus would love to love to keep. So I think there's a lot to be excited about right now. Usually this time of year, there's not much, um, I guess, uh, bad things to talk about. I know last year was a lot different with the Flips, and Bowen specifically, but I think this is a, a good time of year for Notre Dame to turn the page to the new year, uh, and get a 10-win season and really start to build off that and on the uh, recruiting trail. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Talking about the 2025 class, um, yeah, it, it, it's a group that's nearly half full. Just based on 2023, they signed 22 high school guys. This year's 23 high school guys. So if they're at 10 commits right now, Let's say they get Will Black like the on three recruiting prediction machine is projecting. There's 11. Let's say they get Burgess. Um, there's like, what, 12. Ethan Long, um, we like for Notre Dame. There's like 13. Jerome Bettis Jr., 14. So it's like, I feel 
Heck, we know how this. Damon Shanklin, Owen Strebig, Matty Augustine. Matty, those yep. are three guys. Yeah, so I was, throw I was, all from there. So there's like 17. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking as you were talking about, I was like, I think in early January, I'm going to put out a, a mock class for it's going to be like one of those way too early mock classes like I've done for the past few years. Um, you know, looking ahead to the next class. And yeah, and I think that 25, they are ahead of the game big time. Uh, Dallas Golden, Michael says in the in the YouTube chat, Dallas Golden's yeah. a fantastic um, athlete on both sides of the ball, someone I'm pretty familiar with. Um, and I mean, heck, they even got a 2026 quarterback visiting in January that we reported at Blue and Gold. They are, uh, it, it's looking good for the Irish right now. Receiver recruiting is going really well. Like Stucky left receiver recruiting in a good spot for Notre Dame. Um, and Mike Brown's kind of coming in and just, you know, plugging along and uh, connecting with those same guys like Derek Meadows. I like for the Irish. Uh, he's from Las Vegas. I mean, it, it's, it's, it is in a really good spot. Uh, exciting times for the Irish in recruiting. Like, I mean, I, I, I would say there's a pretty damn good shot that they go four straight classes in the top 10. And uh, yeah, so very you know good times. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I was just saying, you know what I love about the 25 class here is Notre Dame is swinging big. They already got their their really elite quarterback in Deuce Knight. I keep wanting to call him a five-star because he basically is, but, you know, hasn't got it quite yet. Uh, hopefully he does. He's trending toward that direction. But they got him, and, you know, they, they got their core of their class right now. So now they can really start to step up to the plate and take their shots at all these top targets, like Dallas Golden, who's a top 100 guy. Uh I mentioned Jadon Blair, another top 100 guy. There's multiple linebackers that they're targeting that are excellent um, top recruits. So I have to be excited about, man. I it, I think that with really getting the core of this class uh, put together, having you know a guy like Deuce Knight leading, leading it, I think Notre Dame's going to be able to swing for the fences for some of these guys and maybe get some guys in your pass that maybe they won't sign. All right, folks, um, speaking of swinging for the fences, um, you know, maybe in the springtime you're going to want to go to a baseball game or something or uh, maybe here uh, the rest of the football season uh, professionally you want to go to a Bears game. Well, what maybe you want to go to some, uh, you know, some theater near you. Check out GameTime.co. Folks, don't get it twisted. It's not .com. It is .co. Uh, GameTime.co which is where we're going to talk about the ticket purchasing process. It can be a stressful ordeal. You, you find the event you want to go to, then you got to get those seats you want. You got to go through all of the whole purchasing process. It can be difficult, but it really shouldn't be. Um, especially if you're like me uh, and you are trying to find some last minute tickets, but it really shouldn't be stressful. And that's where we get into gametime.co, a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last minute ticket deals so you can relax and just get hyped for that fun that you're going to have at this event on um, that you're going to. So use the promo code BGI and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. $20 off using the promo code BGI uh, and they're going to guarantee that you're going to get the lowest price or they will refund you 110 110%, 110%. You don't need to plan months in advance since they have deals right up to game time. So snag the tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Terms apply. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price 
guaranteed. Um, Michael says, any preliminary dates for first junior day at Notre Dame? Yep, they always do one in January, mid-January. Um, we've I reported the date of blue and gold a couple weeks ago. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, it always coincides with the hockey game. Um, so there you go on that, my friend. Okay, uh, let's kind of go through a little bit of superlative kind of talk. Instant impact players. Uh, who do you, th that's always a discussion. Who do you think could play as a true freshman among these uh, Notre Dame commits? Signees, I should say. Yeah. Is it okay if I steal a page out of uh, Charles, Power, Charles Powers' book? With, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, he did a nice article on, on three uh, this morning about, about 10 instant impact guys that made the list. I think maybe there's a little bit more, but on his list he included Kingston Viliamu Asa. Unbelievable how you had that one pulled up. It's almost like you knew you read my mind, but that's the one that. Or I, I read think, the article. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, that's the one that um, Marcus Freeman also said yesterday that coming in as a recruit is the most mature physically yeah. and mentally. So I think Marcus was setting the stage right there that Kingston Villiamuasa is going to be able to uh, see the field this year. And I think that I feel pretty good about it considering that they're losing two starting linebackers with. Maris Leifau and J.D. Bertrand, who are going to be off to the NFL. And last year, even though they had those three veteran guys, also adding Jack Kaiser in there, you saw guys like Drake Bowen uh, get a lot, getting a lot of play time. And I think he'll uh, start to transition to a more prominent role. Uh, but that will also allow Kingston Villiamuasa to step up, definitely a special teams player. I mean, I know Sammy Brown down in your neck of the woods, Mike. The the guy from Georgia there is an absolute freak show. But I just have time thinking Villanova is not the best linebacker in the class. I, I think this is the number one guy uh, in the uh, 24 cycle, true middle linebacker. I mean, just the stats alone that he registered against some of that top competition in the Southern California area and St. John Bosco, they also play a national schedule. So yeah. King Civilian Amos, he's gonna be able to come in and, and compete right away. And I hope I didn't take take your answer for an early impact guy. No, I mean Jack Sobel did an article on this, like five names to watch. And uh for this, I would highly recommend reading that because I agree with all five of the choices. Yeah, K KVA, I've been saying this since he committed that I, I think he's gonna be a, a, a freshman player at Notre Dame. Dare I say he might even be a starter? Um, like he's that good. Coming in as a freshman, he's an early enrollee, physically gifted. And Goolsby brought up this point, um, which was really good on our show last night. So, like what you see on his film, it's not like he's just bullying players. Like, okay, you're just pushing down an offensive lineman and making a tackle. You're not going to do that in college, right? Um, but like the way Kingston plays. It translates, if that makes sense. Like some other guys are just like much athletically and physically better than everyone else. And they could just do what they want. But you're not going to do that in college. Kingston, yeah, like Freeman talked about yesterday, is like just how physically advanced and mature he is. So Kingston is one. And then the other one is, is Cam Williams. Because it is a little bit easier for skilled players to get on the field as true freshmen and Notre Dame can use Cam Williams for sure. They're they brought in Chris Mitchell and Bo Collins as outside guys, but Cam can do anything. He can do it all. 
uh, I, I would say that that would kind of be the other obvious choice. Uh, but it would also throw in both running backs, uh, Aeneas Williams and Kedron Young. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and then my other kind of shouts would be Mike Gilbert is physically is another really good receiver. We've both seen him in person. I've seen him um, play as a senior. He's outstanding. Gerby Lambert, I, I still think kind of deserves a mention as well. He is a summer guy um, in terms of his enrollment, but so is Charles Jagasani starting the bowl game um, at left tackle. I know that's obviously because Joe Alden and Blake Fisher opting out, but still, like Charles Jagasaw, it's going to be a guy who's playing in this uh, Sun Bowl. And who knows? We'll, we'll kind of see with Gerby Lambert. I think Jack Larson, um, you know, with kind of his versatile skill set as a move tight end, who knows when Mitchell Evans gets back? Is there an injury? I think Jack Larson deserves a mention. And then uh, maybe even Bryce Young, just in terms of situational pass rush, he looks like he's ready to go as well uh, physically. He's a little le little lean, but I mean, he's still like 250 pounds um, or so. He's just very tall. So good shout there. Most underrated, Kyle, who, and I know you did this article at Blue and Gold today. I did. I had three guys. So if you want to know my thoughts, go with those three players or go check that out for those three guys because those are the three that I really think have the chance to outperform their recruiting rankings. So I'm going to include a fourth guy that I did not put on my list. And this was a guy that I had in consideration. And it's Leonard Moore, the cornerback out of Round Rock, Texas High. Guy that Notre Dame made a major move with about a year ago. Mike Mickens identified him uh, in January of last year, offered him in mid-January and picked up a commitment in early February, added him to the fold over a number of – Did we lose Kyle? What's that? <laughs> All right. I don't know what just happened. Did you lag out or did I lag out? I don't know. Maybe a combination of both, but we'll Might go ahead. Forward. So, Yeah. Round Rock High's Leonard Moore, um, offered by Notre Dame's Mike Mickens in January, commits early in February, a guy that really values academics, come from an academic family. Thus why Notre Dame was the selection for Moore. Besides being a highly intelligent student in the classroom, also a highly intelligent football player, as a junior, only allowed three receptions as a cornerback against wide receivers, same number as interceptions. He had three as a junior this year. He battled a little bit of injuries. I think that we were maybe excited about Leonard Moore's potential to move up the rankings with a strong senior season. I don't think he got that just because there were some games that he missed and there were some games that he played where he, where he was playing on a bum ankle, but still had another excellent senior year, had an interception, a number of pass breakups was also one of three Notre Dame commits that played in the U.S. Army Bowl on Monday. And I please let me reiterate myself. The U.S. Army Bowl is different than the All-American Bowl that takes place in San Antonio in January. Now, the U.S. Army used to be the title sponsor of the All-American Bowl in San Antonio from, I think, 2002 to 2017. Um, maybe it was 2018, but they haven't been the title sponsor of the All-American Bowl for a while, but the U.S. Army wants to get back involved with the uh, high school recruits, and they're doing a U.S. Army Bowl of their own, trying to compete against that All-American Bowl and uh, Under Armour All-American game in Orlando. They had a lot of good talent um, 
in Frisco, Texas on Monday, and Leonard Moore was one of those guys, along with Bodie Cahoon and Micah Gilbert. Cahoon, the linebacker, Gilbert, the wide receiver. Leonard Moore, I'm really excited about him. He has a length. Um, he's a guy I've seen on his Notre Dame visits a couple times. Real long guy. He's got a great frame. Um, you know, just like any of these guys, probably will need to add some pounds before he's ready to compete. But I wrote this in my uh, – we did our little takes on each guy that were appeared in the signing day central. And I basically said, until Notre Dame finds its next Ben Morrison that – all we're going to do is continue to compare guys to Benjamin Morrison. That's what we were doing with Cree Thomas in the 25 class. But uh, I think Leonard Moore might be my guy to have a, a Benjamin Morrison-like impact. I know we did the same with Christian Gray, too. Uh, but, yeah, I really like Leonard Moore. And, uh, of course, I, I did have three other guys that I mentioned in my story this morning uh, or this afternoon on Blue and Gold. Yeah, dude, I don't really know. Um, I. Cole Mullins is where my brain keeps going, but I feel like he's properly rated because he didn't play a senior season. I mean, he got hurt. So, I mean, I don't, are you going to bump him up? Because he was someone who's like, all right, you kind of understand where he's ranked because he's a Viper or big end, but played middle linebacker as a junior. So, I, I understand where he's ranked now. Uh, but just in talks with Notre Dame sources and whatnot, like, um, they definitely feel like he is um, going to outplay that ranking. But, so I kind of understand where the ranking is. Uh, so it might be Rezac, just with that speed uh, and kind of athleticism that he has. I could, I could see Sean Cevillano, Jack Larson, I think, just is so good on tape. And he's ranked as a three-star guy. I think he's getting slept on. He's the um, most underrated, I think. If you want to just completely just use the definition of the word underrated, how does a guy with Alabama, Ohio State, Texas A&M, all those offers – you know, I, I know he's a little bit smaller, but you've seen him in person, man. That guy's a dude. He's a ball yeah. player. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good player. So, um, I mean, I throw I, I throw Anthony Knapp, but I mean, on three has him ranked pretty Same. damn high. It's just no one else does. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's an impressive class. I, I'd still probably just go Mullins for this discussion. I'm planning on doing my superlatives article for the class tomorrow. That I've been doing since 2014, 2015 class. I've done it every single year at all my different stops covering these different schools. My favorite being uh, the 2015 Superlatives article that I did when I was uh, writing for the Louisville Rival site and uh, put Lamar Jackson as my boomer bust. And uh, he was not a bust. So uh, I think that's safe to say. Heisman winner. So yeah, probably we'll see that tomorrow. Yeah, so that's kind of that. And uh, I wanted to wrap up, Kyle, with your favorite person to interview in this recruiting class. Who's kind of like your your favorite person to just cover in general? Who did you really enjoy? Yeah, my flinch reaction is Cam Williams, just because I got to know him when I still lived in Chicago. Uh, back when he committed in June of 2022, I went to his commitment story, met him at Tom Lemming Showcase. Cam's been great to cover throughout the process. Uh, he's just like the slam dunk guy. He's a Notre Dame kid through and through. So is that uh, who you're really, going with? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I'm going through the guys on my list. Um, I You know, Tebron Benny Powell is another guy I got to know early in the process, and I was just really excited to see when Notre Dame got involved in that recruitment there. 
back in June. He comes from a really great family. Tebron's another Notre Dame type kid. I think we, I, I've said this on the show before, we're so spoiled by the recruits we cover just because yeah. Notre Dame recruits the right guys. And, uh, you know, they're, they're truly a treat. We're so lucky to be able to cover prospects like these guys. But I, I think, um, you know, I, I'll go with 1A, 1B with Cam Williams and uh, Tabron Benny Powell. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. I do think Cam's probably, if you had to pull most of the Notre Dame recruiting writers, I think Cam would probably be the favorite up there with CJ Carr. CJ is one of my all-time favorite recruits to cover. Um, Man, just gives such thoughtful answers. Um, Yeah, really fun to interact with. Fantastic family. I've gotten to know some of the people in the Carr family. Um, just, just some awesome individuals. So for me, it, it is a long list. Um, I mean, Kingston, fantastic. I've met Kingston a couple times. Peter Jones, Gerby Lambert. It's been really fun to interact with in those rare times. You get to interact with them since he, uh, he kind of went off the grid a little bit more in 2023. I got to talk to him last week. I haven't been able to write up the story. Uh, Aeneas, I always love talking to Aeneas Williams. I mean, Logan Saldate, Knapp. Uh, Larson, a boat, a Carson Hobbs is fantastic. Hey, One waiting for Carson Hobbs' name to come up. Yeah. Um, Kennedy Erlocker, love talking to Kennedy. But my pick is probably oh, – it's tough. There's, I don't know. Bryce Young, I always love talking to Bryce. Um, I, I don't know. Gun in the head, I might pick Bryce Young. Um, just – you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Mr. Singer, like just, you know, <laughs> very nice young man. It, 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 it's tough. I don't really like the, I don't like this exercise we've been doing the past 10, 15 minutes or so kind of picking one favorite or, or you know, most underrated or there's just so many good choices for all this. It, it's a, it's an outstanding class. And here you go. When Notre Dame offered Bryce Young, I just remember thinking like, it's Brian Young's kid. Like, we'll see if they push. You know, he has no offers and it's not like he, you know, he had his, his filled out frame or anything. And now he might be a five star by on three by the end of this. So, yeah. <laughs> Al Washington, everyone's poster boy for wanting to get out of the program in the YouTube comments and the message boards and the Twitters and everything. Put some respect on the guy's name. Um, I mean, signed a fantastic, all right, maybe fantastic. No, it is fantastic, man. Really, at the least, it's a really darn good defensive line class. And as you reminded me yesterday, he was a part of Kingston's commitment as well. Um, You know, because uh, Al Washington, you know, former linebackers coach at Ohio State, you know, before coming to Notre Dame, had offered him. Um, Is that right? Yeah, he had offered him when he was the linebackers coach at Ohio State. So, yeah. Yeah. our recruiter of the year went to Dylan McCullough for assistant coaches on the Notre Dame staff, but uh, Al Washington definitely uh, that number two there. So, and, and anything else, Kyle? Before we sign off here, I think it was a pretty good show, man. Kind of putting some finishing thoughts on this twenty-four class. Yeah, I just kind of want to end this one on Al Washington, the job he did in the twenty-four recruiting cycle, pulling uh, Logan Thomas out of Texas when he did yeah. over the Georgias and Texases and Oklahomas of the world. And, you know, Logan Thomas moved up to uh, Lakewood St. Ed's in uh, Ohio, Lakewood, Ohio. 
plays senior season, has a, had a terrific senior campaign, was a second-team All-America, according to Max Preps. You got Bryce Young, who, let's be honest, man, if it's going to be one of the best guys to come out of this class, I think, when you think about his pedigree and just how much he has left to, to show. I mean, he's just scratching the surface. Sean Cevillano, I think there's a lot to be excited about there with his production at the high school level and what he'll be able to do at the nose tackle position. Coming to Notre Dame, Cole Mullins, a guy that never really got his due just because of that injury um, back in early before the start of his senior season. And, you know, I think people, it's really important to know that Al Washington was the guy. He was the number one in Kingston Viliamu Asa's recruitment. He offered Kingston um, at Ohio State. Kingston was the first guy that Ohio State offered um, in the 24 class. And Al Washington made a major impression on him, uh, on Villiamuasa, when he went and visited Columbus early on in his recruitment. That relationship continued all the way to Notre Dame. The same case with Jay Osbury in last last class. Yeah. I, a lot of people might not even know that Jane Osbury had Ohio State near the top of his list when Al Washington was there. And sure enough, Al Washington goes to Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, big role in that recruitment as well. But Washington helped land Osbury. So let's not forget, Al Washington also developed Javante Jean-Baptiste and is going to have another guy in the pool with RJ Oven this season. So I think Al Washington, I've started to talk myself into him being my recruiter of the year. I know we picked Dylan McCullough, though. Overall, lots to be excited about as we turn the page to 2025. Yep, and uh, we, I mean, turning the page to 2025, I mean, I feel like we've been reporting more on 25 than 24 on this show for months now, but uh, really diving into that, um, you know, potential, uh, you know, to, you know, Will Black is announcing his commitment at some point today. Uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on that at blueandgold.com. Uh, follow myself on Twitter at Mike T. Singer and Kyle at by Kyle Kelly. Uh, go to blueandgold.com as I kind of mentioned a minute ago, putting finishing touches on 2024 class, like content on this for weeks really to come as we continue to dive into what Notre Dame is getting in this 24 cycle and what the future looks like ahead for the Irish. Hit that thumbs up before you get out of here, folks. Of course, subscribe to the Blue and Gold YouTube channel and that offer we have for you guys is $1 for two months using the promo code UND1 if you are a new subscriber. So please check that out using the promo code UND1 at BloomGold.com. Appreciate you all for tuning in, for making this uh, Notre Dame recruiting update show a part of your weekly uh, routine. Uh, and really thank you for following our coverage of Notre Dame recruiting in this 2024 class uh, at BloomGold.com. We are on to 2025. Uh, really looking forward to covering that class continuing to cover near that class it's already nearly halfway done or so um but uh we'll we'll continue to cover that for the next year and then uh yeah 2026 2027 fun time uh but yeah folks hit that thumbs up and as always we will catch you next time